Welcome to CEF Insights, your source for closed-end fund information and education brought to you by the Closed-End Fund Association. My name is Diane Merritt. Today we are joined by Rennie McConaughey, Head of Global Banks, and Josh Dietz, Portfolio Manager on the Global Equity Team with Aberdeen Standard Investments, and their family of 10 U.S. closed-end funds. We're happy to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for having us all. Rennie, Aberdeen Standard is a global investment manager, and you work with financial institutions in all world markets. We are in a difficult and unusual economic environment. Are the global markets at different points in dealing with the coronavirus and the associated economic impact? Yeah, first and foremost, Aberdeen Standard Investments hope that we get through this as quickly and as soon as we can and as safely as we can. In short, the answer to your question is yes. Different countries are at different stages of the coping cycle, for lack of a better expression. We are seeing that some countries in Asia, China in particular, are talking about coming out of lockdown. It's even being discussed in one or two areas in Europe. Other countries like the U.S. and also a significant number of other emerging market countries are nowhere near coming out of lockdown and in some cases haven't even got into it yet. So different countries are at different stages of the cycle. The one thing I would caution, though, is in some of the countries that are attempting to come out of lockdown, like China, Hong Kong, South Korea, some of these countries are now seeing secondary infection rates start to tick up again. It's been the same in Singapore. So I think we need to really keep a close eye on that because I think countries that haven't come out of lockdown, like the U.S., could learn a lot for how that cycle plays out. So uh, we are keeping a, a very close eye on infection rates in those countries coming out of lockdown. In terms of the economic environment, it will be shocking over the next few months of that, there is no doubt. We really don't know how bad yet, it's too early to say. But if you look at a, a lot of world economies, the consumer is about 70% of GDP, and consumer spending is, has all but stopped. So the economic impact is going to be very significant. And whilst there's a lot of debate about whether we will see a V-shaped or a U-shaped recovery, I think a lot of the commentators are now very much moving towards a U-shaped view of the world, which means that, yes, we'll get recovery, but it'll be some way out and it will be a lot more gradual than a lot of investors had originally thought. What has been the general impact of this market volatility on closed-end funds, and has this impact been similar to what we see in the broader market or more extreme? Um, Closed-end funds have undoubtedly been hit very hard. Not only do you have the corrections to NAV as as markets fall or uh, in equity land or spreads widen in credit land, so uh, you obviously have that impact on NAVs. But over and above that, what we've also seen there's been a significant widening of discounts in a lot of closed-end funds. So that only adds to the financial pain that's being felt in the very short term by a lot of closed-end fund investors. So discounts up until a few weeks ago had actually been quite tight in the market, depending on the various areas of the market you were looking at, anywhere between 2 3 and 4% discounts. Some funds are trading even tighter than that. Those discounts have blown out very widely now, and seeing discounts of 20, 25, or 30 percent 
was not uncommon at the uh, at the worst of markets. Over and above that, you've had a, a number of funds have announced changes to their distribution policies, and so distribution rates have been cut. And we've also seen some funds run into some bother with leverage, and that too has just uh, magnified the underperformance of the share prices. So uh, it's been a pretty tough week or weeks for the closed-end fund universe. Is this volatility presenting opportunities for closed-end fund investors with a long-term outlook? Uh, the answer to that is definitely yes. And uh, whilst none of us uh, are clever enough to pick the uh, the bottom in terms of markets, I think investing in a, a safe portfolio of closed-end funds with discounts where they are at the moment and NAVs where they are at the moment could well make a lot of sense. you basically got to look for well-managed equity funds, well-managed credit funds, well-managed uni funds, those trading at a significant discount to NAV, those with uh, conservative distribution policies. And I think with share prices where they are at the moment, a long-term investor could lock in to some very attractive income streams. And I think that's very important because we are quite clearly even deeper into a lower for longer interest rate environment. So being able to invest in a well-managed conservative portfolio of equity or credit assets at these levels could lock in some very significant income streams going forward. So I think there are opportunities. I stress again, falling the bottom of the market is a mug's game. We would certainly not endeavor to do that. Uh, but taking a long-term view, there is clearly quite significant value in the markets at the moment. Josh, Aberdeen Standard has a long history of managing investments and particularly closed-end funds through market cycles and shocks. What advantages do you see in managing a closed-end fund through periods of volatility as compared to other product structures? I would say the biggest advantage right now to managing a fund in the closed-end fund space is the fact that you have a stable capital base. And what you see in open-end funds is investors start running for the doors when the market starts selling off. And then as a fund manager, you're forced to sell. Being as a stable capital base for a closed-end fund, you're not a forced seller. And if you have stocks that you'd like for the long term, you're not forced to sell them at the wrong points in time. Now, the one caveat to that is if you have a significantly levered fund, and then you might be a forced seller um, when the market sells down. The two funds, for instance, that I manage, AOD and AGD, both as of the end of February, so we were not forced sellers um, during this period at all, which I think is extremely helpful um, if you're an investor for the long term. Josh, you manage Aberdeen Total Dynamic Dividend Fund and Aberdeen Global Dynamic Dividend Fund, symbols AOD and AGD. Are you seeing opportunities in the equity markets after the uncertainty we have experienced? Um, yeah, and I'd like to take a step back at first and just understand what's gone on over the past you know, month or six weeks. The speed and magnitude of the decline is absolutely unprecedented. Shutting down economies we've never done before, which has already led to a historic rise in unemployment, and we are definitely in a recession already globally. But also the fiscal and monetary support is also unprecedented. And for the short term, hopefully for the long term, that is helping out the markets. I think as of now, there's about $10 trillion 
of fiscal support um, announced by different governments. And what has happened during this time period is there's been great dislocations in the market because there's been indiscriminate selling. And it started out because of the sentiment of the virus, and now it's really on macro. And when you have that indiscriminate selling and the market's moving on macro data, there, it really becomes stocks moving together and a high correlation between different stocks. And I think that's really where the opportunity lies. When you have this high correlation, even though the companies are different, the balance sheets may be different, and that's where it really presents the opportunity to buy. Are there particular sectors or markets you find compelling? It's interesting because at Aberdeen, we're really fundamental bottom-up investors. But as I mentioned, you are seeing this high correlation between sectors and markets. And clearly, the certain sectors who are going to fare better than others. For instance, we're going to see large negative revisions to earnings and industrials and energy besides what's going on in the, because of the coronavirus, but also because of what happened at OPEC and energy, where we'll see more stable sectors on the earnings front in utilities and healthcare. So when you see the whole market trading down and sectors moving 8, 9, 10%, we really like to identify different companies in there who really should not be selling off as much as others because of their earnings profile. And when you see utilities down as much as an industrial company, I think that's where we really look for those type of opportunities to buy and also on the flip side to sell when we believe that companies haven't sold off as much as they should. And it's not only on individual sectors, but you also see that in countries. And I'll give you an example. In Italy, for instance, when everything started to happen in Italy, when the coronavirus really took hold there and you saw the peak of it and the death rates coming through, you saw the market selling off and everything in Italy was selling off. But there's still individual companies there who will be less affected by the coronavirus and the outcome of it. And that, again, presents an opportunity to buy different companies. So we're looking at it both on a sector and country basis, but really looking at a fundamental basis of the type of companies we want to invest in. Is Aberdeen Standard's active management approach an advantage in these types of market environments? I think it's a huge advantage to be an active manager here. And it might not show over the next week or two weeks because of the high correlation of the markets, but when you could identify companies that over the long term will outperform because we've done the work, that we understand the balance sheet and we understand the income statement and the liquidity of the companies, we're taking a look and making sure none of the companies that we own are going to violate the covenants and there's most around the business, we think those type of companies will outperform over the long term. And we use this as an opportunity to make sure that we're comfortable with our portfolio and to continue to invest in those type of companies. I definitely caution against being hyperactive and hyperactive trading during these time periods because of the volatility. You have to be disciplined and you understand the companies and the companies that we own have gone through these type of cycles, and those are the type of companies that we want to own for the long term. So those are the real opportunities to stick to our fundamental approach to investing and identifying good companies to own. Rennie, Aberdeen manages both equity and fixed income closed-end funds investing in global and emerging markets. How do you see these products being best positioned in the diversified portfolios of investors? Well, I think it comes back to what is expecting closed-end funds to deliver, and there are a number of attributes to the investment vehicle. One is clearly the delivery of superior income, and that will remain important 
in investors' eyes going forward. I touched on that earlier. And also the uh, beauty of the closed down fund wrapper is it does allow investors to get exposure to less liquid markets within a fund structure, as uh, my friend Josh referred to earlier, that doesn't have to deal with managing redemptions. And certainly in areas of emerging markets where you do see less liquid holdings in terms of equities or bonds, that fund wrap structure has served an excellent purpose. So a diversified portfolio will probably contain ETFs for beta, some open-ended mutual funds, the closed-end fund vehicles would serve to provide a portfolio with income and perhaps less liquid exposures. And then a portfolio may have some exposure to private markets as well. And what we've seen increasingly over the last few years is that the closed-end fund structure, either listed or unlisted, has become very popular in terms of providing private markets exposure. So closed-end funds should never be 100% of anybody's portfolio, but they certainly have a very important role to play in diversifying a portfolio, in providing income streams to that portfolio, and also providing exposure to less liquid investments in a watertight fund structure. Rennie and Josh, thank you both so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another CEF Insights podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.sepa.com.